What's up, guys? Welcome back to Adorn Podcast. This is episode 119 in our Story of Scripture series, and today we're going to dive into creation. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So real fast, if you haven't gone to our website yet and printed off the um, free PDF resource, printable, all the piece. If you haven't <laughs> printed it off yet, um, you can stop and go ahead and do that if you want, if you're in a place where you can follow along and take notes. If not, if you're listening to this in the car while you're doing dishes or folding laundry, that's totally <laughs> fine too. But we do have that available for you. Um, there's some cool timelines on it that help you kind of see things a little bit better. So mm-hmm. just wanted to remind you of that before we get started. Yeah. So we are in just starting our new series, Story of Scripture. Last week, we did an intro and kind of explained what we're doing and why we're doing it. So you can go back and listen to that if you want. But today, we're going to kick off diving into each chapter, as we've called them. Right. Um, this chapter, we're calling God's Story Begins. And we're actually even going to start a little before that. Um, and so we're going to read that little paragraph that we pulled from our long story of Scripture from last week. So God's story begins, creation. God existed in Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In perfect glory, love, and community, out of an overflow of this love and glory, the triune God creates the world and everything in it and says it is good. God creates ex nihilo, meaning out of nothing. The pinnacle of creation is mankind. God first forms Adam from the dust and breathes life into him. He says it is not good for man to be alone, so he creates Eve, a helper for man, out of Adam. Out of Adam's rib. God creates mankind, both Adam and Eve, in the Imago Dei, meaning in his image. God gives Adam and Eve the job of being his representatives and tells them to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the earth. There is harmony, love, harmony, community, and love as God dwells with his people in the garden. He provides more than Adam and Eve could ever need and only forbids them from eating the fruit from one tree. So technically we start kind of before creation. Right. Right. Um, and so the, that first, that first sentence or two that you read, we're talking about how God existed before creation, which is like incredibly difficult for our mind to wrap around because we think of things in time frames, right? right? I mean, we even made a timeline because that's how our brain <laughs> that's works. That's how our brains think. Yes. But, but God, um, has eternally existed, um, since forever. Again, that's a timestamp, but yeah. So yeah. you want to break that down a little bit? So how do we know that this is the case? Mm-hmm. Like, do we just know it or yeah. do we see it in scripture? And so some places that you can see in scripture, Genesis 1, 1 through 2 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So it's saying there was there was nothing. It, everything was void. But this is also how we we know that the Trinity was there in the very mm-hmm. beginning um, because in this verse you 
see God, the father, and you also see the spirit. And then if we jump in scripture a little bit to John one, one through three, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. And if you keep reading in John, you'll find out that that's talking about Jesus. The word is, is Jesus or the son, yeah. the son. And so in the beginning we have God, the father, God, the Holy spirit, God, the son. Um, and so that's how we know that the Trinity was there even before creation. Yeah. And one thing that we just wanted to kind of touch on was that the Trinity God, like, like Casey just said, created one, like we said, ex nihilo, he created everything out of nothing. nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what Genesis just told us, right? There was nothing and God created. Um, so he created everything out of nothing, but also he didn't create out of a lack or out right. of a need. Um, there I isn't think, a U shaped hole in God's heart. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you'll hear us say that from time to time. It's just a good reminder for us that it's crushing it's crushing if we think God needs us. us to be yeah. satisfied or needs us to accomplish his will or needs us. That's crushing. That is a lot of weight. But instead, to to know that God created us out of an overflow, like we said in the beginning of that, out of this overflow of perfect glory and love and community that he created us. And that that puts us, like we talked about before, we're, we're all living in some story. That rightly orients us to us in the story. If our idea is that God created us out of a need for something, then we're completely missing the story. Right. And we need to find first God's story and then our place in that story. And if we're just right out of the gates going, okay, God created because he had a need, the rest of the story is going to be skewed. Us centered. Yes. And it's not us centered. Right. Right. So we just need to first remind ourselves that God Mm -hmm. is self-sufficient he is self-sustaining. He is self-satisfying. There is There was no need in him to create something. It is an overflow. I, one example I, I come back to when talking about this is like, if you told your kid, go make me a card, and they brought it back to you it, because you needed them to, that's different than if they were to just make you a card out of the overflow of right. love they were feeling for you. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, wow, that was just out of an overflow of love. What a gift. And so mm-hmm. it's, that, it's obviously that's just an analogy and it's not 100% accurate. But it's that idea of like, Mm -hmm. how much more special is it that we are created out of just love instead of out of some sort of need or something like that? And when we're thinking about that, I heard someone compare it like this. God doesn't need anything because if he did need something, that's what could control him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like... Um, if you think about how we need food to survive, we need water to survive. And man, this comes very like this really hits close to home. Mm -hmm. Um, because last week we had snowvid 2021 or this snowmageddon, whatever you want to call it here in Texas. Um, and I'm going to get teary eyed just thinking about it. Like there were people in our community that didn't have formula to feed their babies. Mm -hmm. They didn't have, um, they were out of water. They, they didn't have these basic needs. They didn't have, um, you know, warmth. And, and at that point, those mamas and those daddies would have done anything they could Mm -hmm. to, to get that, like that Mm -hmm. hunger, that need for warmth, like that's what was controlling Mm -hmm. them at that point. And that's what like was determining even survival for some of these people. So if God had any need, that's what could control him and Mm -hmm. nothing can control God. And so that was just, um, I thought kind of a good way to, to think of it too. 
Yeah. And, and since we're talking here, um, about this story being God's story, I think it's appropriate that this is where we're starting, right? We're yeah. starting with God. We're not starting with what he created. Yes. We're starting with him. And, and we'll talk about is. that more under mm-hmm. people and in places and yeah. promises, but yeah. we wanted to start with the right lens and this Mm -hmm. is kind of setting the tone for the rest of the story and we did an entire series on Genesis um which was really great (laughs) is it okay to say that (laughs) we think it was great we learned a lot we learned a lot but my point in saying that is if this is something if we're saying things that you're like I've never heard this before I've never thought about that Mm -hmm. I've never realized that I do view God as needing me um if that's something that's kind of like sparking inside you you can go back and listen to that whole series Mm -hmm. if you want or at least the first couple episodes um and and hear more about that because I feel like it is a lot and it can be like mind-blowing like mm-hmm. I've never thought about this before yeah. and so that'll give you kind of just some more space and language uh-huh. around this this idea yeah and as we walk through like um this week and then the fall and the patriarchs that's all in Genesis right. and so if you do want a little more depth to that mm-hmm. we took I don't even remember how many weeks it was a lot um we took a lot of weeks <laughs> to walk through Genesis something, something like that um so you can go back and get get some of these um parts of scripture in a little bit more detail yeah. but there's actually a word that means um God's quality or state of being self-derived self self-originated the fact that he's also self-satisfying that he doesn't mm-hmm. need us and that's his aseity or if you hear people say that God is assay that means that he is self satisfying he Mm -hmm. does not need for anything or anyone Mm -hmm. yeah that's helpful and talking about we keep saying the word trinity and we keep talking about that we also do have an episode specifically about the trinity if you want to go back and listen to that but it for the sake of this creation it's often referred to um as God the Father was the primary one initiating the act of creation the son is often described as the one who threw through whom creation came about. And the spirit is generally pictured as as filling or giving life to that creation. So like Casey said, like all three parts of the Trinity were included yes. in this creation. Mm-hmm. And that and that again matters because it, it affects the rest of the story, mm-hmm. knowing that the, God the Son was an active part in creation. He doesn't just come onto the scene during when he's born as a baby. And to know that the whole Trinity is eternal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always existed, yep. always, 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 and forever. It's hard to wrap our minds around forever before and yeah. will always, always, always exist to the end. Yeah. I love how Matt Chandler says that creation was out of the overflow of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's gladness and contentment. Mm. So much like Aaron said earlier, like receiving something from your child, like mm-hmm. that's out of the overflow of their love, mm-hmm. not um, because they're obligated or because they have to or because we need them to do it. It's that mm-hmm. it's that overflow. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so like we talked about in this series, we're going to kind of have three focuses, the P's, if you will, mm-hmm. the people, the places, and the promises. So w- what are some of the people in this chapter of the story of, of the, where it begins during the creation. Well, I love this part of scripture because it's pretty easy. We've yeah. got Adam and Eve. <laughs> we get into some of the next parts and it's like, hmm, well, what people do people. we want to figure out? But yeah. this part, it's pretty, pretty simple. We've got Adam and Eve and we see that in, um, Genesis 1, 28, 26 through 28. Here's, um, just some kind of key verses. And I, we haven't talked a lot about, about the, how we're going to 
um, incorporate scripture as we're doing mm-hmm. the series because mm-hmm. obviously we can't read like all of Genesis and yeah. all of Exodus. So we're going to pick kind of key scripture and that's very different than what we normally do. I know, we it's normally very hard. go through each part like verse by verse, yeah. expositionally. So we're doing it a little bit different, but we're going to pick key verses. And if you're um, using the listening guide, there's a, there's a place to write these down. But this is Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And it says, let us make man, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. There's actually, I wanted to be sure to mention this. There's, um, Ross King. It's under his, the, his name King's things on like Spotify and Apple mm-hmm. music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. has, um, I think it's, all of Genesis one. It's one. Um, through tw- I think it's through 27. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in a song. Mm-hmm. And so the girls and I learned it for CC and it is so helpful. Like yeah. committing, we, we know how important scripture memory is, but I didn't realize how much like committing like the creation narrative mm-hmm. to scripture would be helpful in just like, um, remembering this part yeah. of the story. Yeah. And, just thinking about it and meditating on it. So anyway, that's a good way. We are big fans of memorizing scripture through music. So I wanted to be sure to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, really good. But yeah. So what do we see specifically in this part of scripture and about the people, Adam and Eve? So we see that they're made, like we said in that initial paragraph that they're made in the Mago day, which means they're created in the image of God. Um, that, that we are, well, one, we are created, right? And we'll talk right. about that a little bit more in the promises, that God is not created. Everything else is created. Um, and so we see that we are creation, which again, we're going to be a little redundant for this part because we think it will really help as you're thinking through each episode that comes. But again, we're, we're reminding ourselves this is God's story. We are a part, a part of the story of that, yeah. and we get invited into the story. We're not the main characters. Adam and Eve are not the main characters. Anyone we talk about in this series besides Jesus, is but secondary. anyone else is, yes, they're right. not the main character. The main character is God and God in the flesh. Right. And so when we're talking about these people, we don't want to kind of say, oh, this is the, the main p- person in the story. Yeah. We have to rightly understand that these people are created by God. And so we see that they are created in his image. So don't hear us saying they're not important or they're not valuable. They are because they are made in, in the, the image, image of God. God. Each person we talk about in here, besides Jesus, is made in the image of God. So does that mean that they're like little gods? That's a great question. Because this is kind of confusing to me. When yeah. you say something is made in God's image, like what does that mean? So, oh man, we could talk about this for <laughs> so long. There's there's differing um, opinions on this, but I think the best like thing I've heard is that... Because people will often say, oh, it's because we can think and speak. Or, oh, it's because we can feel. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, it's because X, Y, Z. But honestly, it it can't be only that. That is part of it. The fact that we can think and speak and feel. That is part of it. But what then 
about someone who is maybe disabled right. or what right. about an unborn child yeah. or, you know, and so we can't just say it's only because of these things. Mm-hmm. We are made in the image of God because God says you are made in the image of God because he said so. It's a, it's a mark that he has right. put over you. It is an yeah. identity that he has given to you. It's not something you earn. Right. It's something that you are born. It's not something you do. It's yes. not how you look. Exactly. It's not, yeah. Yep. Yes. And hopefully that's an encouragement. Because I feel like there can be a weight with, oh my gosh, I'm made in the image of God. I have to, what do I have to do to be in the image of God? Yes. How do, How I, do I earn that title? That. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's yeah. Good. And we are, we are created, um, existing to know him and, and make him known. So part of bearing the image of God, I mean, think about it. If you are on a, a sports team and you wear your Jersey, you're, you're a representative of mm, that team. Yeah. yeah. And so there is a part of it that is, you're not earning that that title or that name uh-huh. necessarily, but you are living it out. You yeah. are being representative. And so you are making him known, um, in, in mm-hmm. the ways that you, in the ways that you live. Yeah. Being an image bearer means interacting with creation the way God would. That mm-hmm. I heard that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave us dominion, responsibility and stewardship. Mm-hmm. So when we're interacting with each other, when we're interacting with God's creation, like, I mean, we always talk about how we want to act like Jesus, right? Like we want to look to Jesus to know how we're supposed to interact with each other. But mm-hmm. I think that that's also part of being an image bearer of God is like looking, how would, how would God be interacting with this person or with his creation? Oh, that's really good. That's um, good. I don't remember where I heard that. That was not my original thought, that's but good. I heard it and it was very, very helpful to me. Yeah. Just keeping in mind, like, what would God be doing right now? Mm-hmm. Kind of that WWJD yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, but thinking of it, you know, as an image bearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really helpful. I like that analogy. Okay. The other thing that I thought about when we were doing this series before that really stood out to me was that we were created in the image of God. Yes. Like we're talking about, and that bears a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and stewardship, but we were also created from dust. Mm-hmm. So I like that contrast between like being children of God. Like we're, as we see like later in scripture, we're, we're his heirs. We're, mm-hmm. we're royalty, you know, to the King, but we came from the dust. Yeah. So there's that humility mm, there good. as well. Um, that I think we need to, we need to keep in mind because we can get, we can kind of get big heads about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're children of God. Like, yes, that's great. But we also came from dust, and so we need to be humble. <laughs> yeah. I think this is not, this doesn't necessarily fit under people per se, but maybe if we're just going to like include all the characters in this part of the story, I think we kind of have to mention like angels and like mm. all that. Or do you feel like that makes more sense in the fall? Because I feel like, okay, if we're talking about creation and then all of a sudden we get into the middle of the story and all of a sudden there's this like serpent and we're like, what the heck? Where did that guy come from? Why don't you teach us about angels, (laughs) Erin? Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. This was not in our notes. Okay. This is not in our notes, but this is just something that I've been thinking about. Oftentimes when we reread the story of scripture, we, we base it off of what we read in scripture. And so Mm -hmm. at this point we haven't read anything about Satan or right, anything like right. that. But when we did the story, when we did our story of Genesis, I remember coming to Casey and being like, I-, I am so frustrated because this guy just shows up out of nowhere. And so I think it's kind <laughs> Two of years a- later. You're still stuck. I'm on still. Where did Satan yes, come from? <laughs> because, because, and I was reading a book about, about how to teach through the story of scripture. And it was saying like, if you skip the part about Satan, then it doesn't make any That's sense. That's true. That's true. He the just, story doesn't make he sense. He just appears. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to kind of say he, he's not a 
person, so it doesn't necessarily fit under people, but this is, is when God created, he created the angels as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not like Satan was always around. Like God always was around. Like we don't want to be going thinking like Satan was eternal. Like he was created and he was an angel that fell to pride, um, which is sin. And then became a fallen angel or Satan. And how, how do you know this? So we find this later in scripture, um, but it's not super clear. So this is where we talk a lot on, on our podcast about using scripture to interpret Mm -hmm. scripture. Mm -hmm. So if you, and this might get into next week a little bit, but like if you were to get to the fall and be like, wait, where in the world did Satan come from? Where did this serpent come from? Um, This is where a good study Bible comes into play. I was telling Aaron earlier, I had like three laid out on my bed last night, like comparing notes Mm -hmm. and commentary and all this stuff. But this is where a good study Bible comes into play and you can look and you can see um, most study Bibles would have right there. Like, where you can find more about Satan mm-hmm. and it'll point you to where in scripture and in, in revelation where you can read about, about Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's kind of helpful because yeah. it's like, where do you get that information? Did yeah. you just Google it? Like, right. I mean, where, that's a good where point. did you that's get it? Point. So yeah. And the only reason I brought that up right now is because I think it, the main point I wanted to say is that Satan doesn't just come up on the scene because he's always been there. Right. 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 So he was created. So I feel like he's it makes sense eternal, in creation. Like, right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But we can move on from that. That was so, a little side note. So <laughs> um, a little bit, a little more key scripture. Genesis 2, 15 through 17 says, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of you it, you will surely die. die. <laughs> Isn't that a Shylin song. Surely gonna die. die. (laughs) So I liked I included this in key scripture because of two different things. We see the creation mandate, which Mm -hmm. I think is important to talk about when we're talking about people. Yeah. Um to um work it, keep it. We saw the you know, another part of it in the previous verses I read about being fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are the reasons that God put us on the earth. Um, but then we also see in our paragraph, um, we talked about how, you know, they were flourishing and things were good. And mm-hmm. all God did was forbid them to eat from that one fruit of that one tree. Mm-hmm. And so you see this here and this kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about next week. Um, but before that, let's talk about places and promises. So this took place in the Garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. Where and we is that? said we're going to kind of compare to modern mm-hmm. day places. And so this actually, um, most people think that this is probably in modern day Iraq, like that area, um, because it mentions the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. Mm-hmm. But of course there are differing opinions. I went to the Bible project and of course they had like always have, they something always <laughs> have like other things. Um, so they think that, you know, the landscape could have changed a little bit after the flood. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know for sure, but more than likely this was around the Middle East Mm -hmm. somewhere, (laughs) which is so interesting. I feel like when I think about any stories in scripture, I can remember these are real places like Paul's journeys and different things like that. Or even like the Red Sea when Moses or when God parts the Red Sea for Moses. But when I think about even Eden, I picture like another planet. I know. I I forget that it was a real place here on earth. And especially when you do think about like modern day, modern day Iraq. Yeah. You're not thinking it's more desert. Right. And Eden was like, 
garden the garden yeah. you know um but things changed yeah. after the fall mm-hmm. and after the flood and all the things but um that is where most scholars think that it might have been yeah okay so that was an easy one because we're only talking about creation right, right. now so we only right. have to talk about one place yeah yeah <laughs> um so let's talk about some of the promises what what's a promise we see so I love that we see that God is creator mm-hmm. and this is so important to remember because when we think about like, what do we worship? Are we worshiping the creator or creation? Mm-hmm. You know, are we putting our things and our possessions above the creator himself. Mm, And so like Aaron was saying, just putting ourselves in that rightful place, like we are creation. Mm -hmm. He is creator. Mm -hmm. He will always be creator. Yeah. So like we talked about in the intro, anything that God reveals about himself and his character at any point in the story is true for him today because he does not change. And so um, what Casey's saying about him being creator and we like what we were talking about earlier about him being Mm self-sufficient and him be not needing um that's true for us today i think it's we may be able to grasp and be like okay he didn't really need anything but he created it but but now he needs it you know (laughs) and that's just now he needs me i I wasn't here yet i mean he didn't need eve but he needs casey (laughs) yeah exactly right so i think it's just that's a that's a good promise to kind of remind ourselves like if you're taking notes in this i think that's a good one to remind us like god doesn't change he didn't need them he doesn't need anything right like um, I think that's a good uh, promise. I think also just that God desires to dwell with his people. And, and both of these, actually all of these that we're talking about, we're going to see kind of as themes throughout all of the rest of these episodes. Mm-hmm. God desires to dwell with his people. And at that time in creation, he was dwelling. It tells us in Genesis that he was walking with them in the cool of the day. Right, right. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. One, how amazing is that? Um especially because he doesn't have a body, but we can't get into that because that's too confusing. <laughs> um, but like a, he was dwelling mm-hmm. with his people. And so God longs to dwell with his people because we'll, what we'll talk about next week, that that gets severed and that right. gets marred um, and it's going to look different. We're going to talk about it when we get into Exodus. How does he dwell with his people mm-hmm. in a Shekinah glory cloud? Like there's different ways that we're going to kind of trace throughout scripture, but we're going to see that all the way it's through. It's still there. It's still we there. See it in Jesus, we see it mm-hmm. in new creation, ultimately mm-hmm. perfectly fulfilled that God desires to dwell with his people. There's a really good book called um, The Promises is Presence. Mm-hmm. And it's by Glenna Marshall. And she she takes that, the presence of God, mm-hmm. and follows it through the story of scripture. Because like Aaron said, like God's unchanging. So his desire to dwell with his people, it was there from the very beginning. And yes, it got, it got um, marred and twisted Mm -hmm. with sin, but it is still there Mm -hmm. all through scripture. And like we said, we're a part of that story. Mm -hmm. It is there today. He desires to dwell with us today too. Yeah. His desire to dwell with us didn't get marred. I feel like that's what I said, and I feel like that's not totally accurate. No, the desire, ability, yes, because of way, our sin, right? Yes, the way it yes, plays yes. out. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure I said yeah, that yeah. correctly. No, the desire didn't get marred. Yeah, yeah. So this was fun, totally yes. different than we've done in the past. Yes, but so fun. Um, if you're using the listening guide. Hopefully you were able to jot those in. If you were doing it while you're driving, you can always go back and jot those in later. Um, and then there's the questions on the next ba- page yes, that you can kind of go questions. through on your own or with a friend. Um, and then next week we'll come back and we'll talk about the fall. The fall. Dun, dun, dun. That's what we did during <laughs> yeah. our Genesis dun, series. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, and most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.